You're listening to The Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for The Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome in to the Gary Harris Show for this Thursday, January 18, 2024. I'm your host, Gary Harris. I got my main man, Justin Jones, back in the control room, and we're ready to go. Hey, Justin, just a quick note. I'm getting a bad echo this morning, so see if you can take care of that for me. Everything I say is repeating back to me. So that's something that uh, maybe we can fix because it's difficult for me (laughs) listening to myself. There we go. You got it, my friend. Absolutely perfect. I knew Justin would would take care of it. Uh, Justin's back at the control room. I'm not in studio this morning, but I'm ready to go. Does not matter. I got it. We got all the usual features of the Gary Harris Show here on the program this morning. Phone calls, guest uh, interaction. The app is up and running. Todd 109 app. We'll be reading you some app messages. So we got a good show on tap for you today because we know there's plenty to talk about. Before we go any further, though, I do want to tell you that this hour of the Gary Harris Show is being brought to you, as always, by my good friends at Alabama Credit Union. Steve Swafford, Tommy Cobb, the entire organization, first class in every regard. And being a member of the credit union, well, it's just different. It's, uh, it's something that you'll enjoy. It's special. You have a say-so in what happens at your credit union. That's Alabama Credit Union. Visit alabamacu.com to learn more. That's alabamacu.com. Alabama Credit Union loans for real life. Some rules and restrictions do apply. See if you're eligible for membership. Then join today and feel good about your money. And full extra change in your pocket. Or right, here's the lineup for today. Chase Goodbread, sports columnist for the Tuscaloosa News at 9.30 this morning. He is going to give us his thoughts on all that's happening with Alabama football. And it is a lot. And also Alabama men's basketball as well. And then at uh, 10.30, Jeff Spiegel, sports anchor, ABC 3340, host of The Zone. He'll be with us this morning as well. Your phone calls are welcome on the First and Main Condominiums Hotline at 205-342-9904. That's 205-342-9904. And looking forward to hearing from you. All right, let's dive right in. Uh, The obvious lead story continues to be Alabama football, the transition from Nick Saban to Kalen DeBoer. With that transition, there is going to be some change. That is already happening. The portal is open for Alabama players since Nick Saban left. That opens the portal back up when a head coach leaves, and it is being used. We already know Isaiah Bond is enrolled at the University of Texas. And then yesterday, um, really disappointing news for Alabama fans, Caleb Downs, arguably Alabama's top returning football player, I think the best freshman in the country last year, I think one of the best defensive players in the country and a guy who had over 100 tackles and was just a a heat-seeking missile, one of the great safeties, um, destined to be one of the great safeties in Alabama history, joining the likes of um, Tommy Wilcox and and, and George Teague and Eddie Jackson and Mika Fitzpatrick and others, and um, now he's not going to do that. He's going to play his next two years somewhere else. Uh, probably either Georgia or Ohio State. Notre Dame might be a factor. 
But uh, Caleb Downs went into the portal, and he is supposed to decide where he's going to play college football probably within the next 24 hours. But that is a hit for Alabama. Then later in the day, the news that Caden Proctor, all SEC freshman offensive left tackle, is going in the portal. I'm hearing he's homesick. He wants to go back closer to home. He's from Iowa. He committed to Iowa before signing with Alabama. And then also, uh, Antonio Kite, who did not play a lot at Alabama, redshirted his first year, played very sparingly this past season. Uh, but he had already gone into the portal. He has transferred to Auburn and signed with the Auburn Tigers. And, folks, there's going to be more. There are going to be more players that leave. That's just the way it is. That's the nature of it. That's where we're at. You know, it is, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, it's not, uh, it's not unusual with where we're at in college football, particularly when a coach leaves, to have roster turnover. So is this roster going to be as strong in 2024 as it would have been if Nick Saban had not retired? No, it's not going to be. That's going to be good. And I do think they'll be able to add some players through the portal when it opens back up. And I do think you're going to get some guys from Washington that come in. But I don't think the roster is going to be as strong as it would have been if Nick Saban had not left. But it should be plenty good enough to win. It's just going to be interesting. All right, let's jump out on the first and main condominiums hotline. And welcome in Chris down in Mobile. Hey, good morning, Chris. Hey, Gary, you doing okay? Yes, sir. Good, 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 good. So my first thought, uh, you, you just talked uh, talked about uh, Antonio Kite. So I had read something on uh, Twitter just like last night that Saban had mentioned that Antonio Kite, once he does start, could be a top 10 NFL draft pick. Why in the heck would you leave Alabama and go to Auburn? I, I'm just trying to figure that out. Like, that one doesn't make sense. The Caden Proctor thing, it, it makes somewhat sense. He's an Iowa kid. I get it. He came to pay. He came to play for the GOAT. But I don't understand Kite. And then another one I don't understand, outside of Downs, is Amari Nyblack. This offense, he would have thrived in that offense. Like, the passing scheme that Kayla DeBoer is going to come up with and Ryan Grubb, we cater to an athletic tight end like Damari Nyblatt. What are your thoughts? Like, I just, I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah, a couple things. Let's start on Kite. Uh, he is a talented player. He's got to, from what I'm told, you know, there's, there are some maturity issues there. And he redshirted as a freshman, and he played very little in 2023. I think his decision to leave had already been made prior to the coaching uh, change with Coach Saban retiring and Coach DeBoer coming in. Um, he just, I don't think, was happy with the amount of playing time that he was receiving. I do agree with you, Chris. He's a talented guy. Um, I think he's got a long way to go before he's a, you know, going to be a consistent player in the SEC, but he'll get his opportunity at Auburn. You know, it, it's, you know, I will say this to answer your question, why would you leave Alabama to go to Auburn? You know, I don't think players look at it the way fans do. I don't think fans, I mean, players look at it, well, I'm in Alabama, there's no way I can go to Auburn. I think if they want a new opportunity, they're looking for the best opportunity. And uh, the best opportunity he feels like for him is at Auburn. So you're going to see more of that. You're going to see more players leave um, schools and go to rival schools now than you ever used to see before. In fact, you know, the SEC kept that rule in place a long time 
And I think it was for this reason that you, if you transferred within the conference, you had to sit out two years unless you got a waiver. And uh, those days are gone. So I just think he felt like it was a better situation for him at Auburn. As far as Damari Black is concerned, um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I would revisit to, uh, with Coach DeBoer and look at the offense that's going to be installed here before I left to go somewhere else. But there's other factors involved too. Uh, Chris, you're naive if you don't look at the fact that some of these young men are leaving for reasons other than playing time, other than, you know, situations that might help them as a student. They're looking, some of them are looking for more money and looking for more financial opportunities elsewhere. So there's a lot that goes into it. But, uh, you know, it's just like I said, it's going to come to the new normal. We're just going to have to adjust to it. It is disappointing to me to have a player like Caleb Downs who can go down as one of the all-time great players at the University of Alabama, and uh, he's leaving. But that's the world we live in. All right, thanks for the phone call, Chris Darren Mobile. Let's get to Tom. Hey, good morning, Tom. <clears throat> Gary, I'm going to say something, and I want to get your response, but don't holler at me, okay? I never holler at you, okay? I know, but I'm, I'm just in case you decided this time you would. <laughs> uh, is anybody really going to cry? about Seth McLaughlin and, and, and Proctor leaving, uh, rolling the ball around on the ground for a snap, and, and Proctor giving up five sacks in 32 seconds in the playoff game. Now, who, who's going to cry about that? I think there'll be a lot of people, and I'll tell you why. Number one on, on McLaughlin, I think there's a feeling that um, him not – being able to get the snap issue fixed is his fault. I think there's a feeling among some fans that how in the world can a guy who played center um, his whole life not snap the ball back to the quarterback? And whether it was a mental block or, or whether it was a disconnect with he and Jalen or Eric Wolford, I think there's a lot of people that feel like he'll go to Ohio State and he'll snap the ball fine. <laughs> and we'll see. But if he snaps the ball fine, he's a good player. You know, he's a good blocker. He's tough. He's smart. So I think that's why there's some regret on that part. The the part of on Proctor, and I get it, and you're right. At times, it was a it was a a tough go for him, Tom. But listen, man, the guy's six seven, three hundred sixty pounds. He was a true freshman coming down from Iowa, and he struggled. But he started. The light started to come on toward the end of the season. He is very talented. He is a he is a mammoth individual in a game full of big people. He's big among those big people. He's one of those types. You know, he's a DJ Fluker type. You look at him when he's on the on the field, even against other guys that are big, and you say, my gosh, he's mammoth. The sky is the limit for this guy. And I got frustrated with him. But you got to remember, Tom, left tackle is a very difficult position sometimes for guys that have been in programs for two, three, four years. And to take a guy straight out of high school and insert him as your starting left tackle, there were going to be growing pains. So that's my counter to what you said. I, I think that's why there are people who are disappointed that uh, that that those guys are, are leaving, uh, or in McLaughlin's case, he's already left, and, and Proctor. So that would be my counter. At the same time, do I think there's a chance for Alabama to have good players to replace those guys? Yeah, I do. Um, I absolutely do. But I, you just kind of hate, on, in fact, in Proctor's case, that you spent a whole year going through all of those ups and downs and watching him struggle, he finally starts to make improvement. And now that improvement more than likely is going to be shown 
somebody else is going to benefit from it. Somebody else is going to benefit from all of the growing pains that he went through at Alabama. And I, and I do think that's frustrating for a fan, particularly if he goes to Iowa or somewhere and he has a, you know, all conference type season. So that's my counter. Here's, here's what I want to say. Okay. All that may be well and good, but I got to see it to believe it. And, uh, but, uh, you know, with everything being prefaced on money, money, money now, and uh, the influence of gambling in, um, in sports, uh, Brad Bohannon got caught up in it. Uh, others have been caught up in it. You know, now I, I, I'm so cynical about everything. I look out there on the playing field and I see those snaps rolling around on the ground. I go, you know, I wonder how much that was worth uh, for a gambler. And, uh, oh, you know, is that too cynical, you think, for somebody uh, to be like that? Yeah, I do. Uh, but you're not the only one. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I want to believe that that's being too cynical because I, I, I just don't want to believe that 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 can happen. I don't want but to. you, but you're the only. You're not the only one that that probably thinks in that way with uh, with the gambling industry uh, being involved with sports now to the level that it is. So, um, I, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go there myself because I just don't want to allow myself to think that. But I know why people do. So, yeah, I think you're being cynical, but at the same time. Um, a lot of There's people are looking at it that way. It. So you're not, you're not the only one. There's some logic to it. I know, well, no, I'm not going to go into I know for a fact. Uh, not about Alabama. No, because you don't know for a fact. I agree there might be some logic in it, but you don't know for a fact. Yeah, you're right. But it wasn't concerning Alabama. But it was about a, uh, something that happened several years ago. But I do know for a fact. Uh, that uh, there were some things that were going on with it, but it's not—it's neither here nor there. I wanted to bring that up, and and just to no, it, it's documented through history. There's been things that have happened even before gambling was as prominent as it is now, as far as illegal gambling. But no, there's no doubt, Tom. Listen, if you've got uh, you've got an athlete who uh, somebody is able to get to that athlete and promise them a sum of money, uh, you know to make a mistake at a crucial time, um, yeah, there's potential for that to happen. There is that potential. Um, hope it doesn't. Hope we don't find out that that's gone on recently. But, you know, all it takes is one or two players at a key position, whether it's basketball, football, whatever the sport. You know, you, uh, you, um, if you're a defensive player, you miss a tackle at a critical time. If you're an offensive player, you drop a ball or you fumble a ball. If you're a basketball player, you, you turn it over. You know, yeah, it, you know, athletes obviously directly impact the outcome of games. And if there is some athlete out there who is vulnerable to that and gets, uh, um, you know, an opportunity, I, it, it could happen. But uh, I certainly don't know, uh, other than the documented cases throughout the years where there was proof of it happening, that it's that it's happened. And I, you know, hope that it doesn't. But yeah, I think a lot of people are concerned about that. You know, we, we've worked so hard to keep gambling out of college sports. And then here in the last couple of years, just like everything else with portal and NIL. And now we just, now we just embrace it. We embrace gambling. So uh, you're going to have a generation of, of young athletes that grow up thinking gambling uh, is, is okay. 
and gambling on sports is okay. And and hopefully they don't they know that's not gambling is not okay to gamble uh, on on a game you're playing in. But you know, the potential is there. I will say that. Gary, thanks, Tom. Appreciate you. Nine seventeen here on the Gary Harris Show. We're off and running. This hour brought to you by. Alabama Credit Union Chase Goodbread coming up uh, from the Tuscaloosa News at 9.30. More of your phone calls are welcome on the First Domain Condominiums Hotline, First Domain Condominiums Luxury Condominiums in Historic Downtown Northport. We'll be right back with more of the Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. This season of Alabama football on Tide 100.9 brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Just a few minutes away where you can be a winner, too. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by CBNS Bank. Bank anywhere, at any time, with CBNS Bank's digital solutions. Managing your finances has never been so easy. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama improved to 4-0 in SEC play in men's basketball on the strength of the 93-75 win on Tuesday against Missouri. Head coach Nate Oates joined us on the radio after the win. Thought we had some good moments. You know, we got to figure out how to put 40 together, but we, we closed the game well. We did not close the first half well. Didn't think we opened first half or the second half well, but we, we closed well, and we've had an issue closing the last 12 minutes, so I was proud of them for doing that. So, you know, it's not easy to get SEC wins, and they, they gave us everything they could, and we give them a bunch of credit, but... You know, I thought they battled and fought. They're, they're going to get some wins in the SEC, and we were fortunate to get one tonight. I thought it was great. Our, our student section was packed. You know, the fans that did come got super loud. You know, for, for a night, they're not used to this down here in Alabama with some right. ice on the road. So I'll have more in a moment. CBNS Bank has a long history of stability and a legacy of serving our community's needs for generations. You can say we know a thing or two about tradition. We've been family, community, and financially strong since we began in 1906. Being a team player is part of our culture. That's why at CBNS Bank, we're proud to sponsor the University of Alabama Athletics and prouder to take the field or court with you. Visit cbsbank.com today. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Join us tonight for Crimson Tide women's basketball against LSU. Tip-off from Coleman Coliseum is set for 8 p.m. Central with full radio coverage available across the network. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by CBNS Bank. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today. The chance of some light rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today 45. Tonight's low 32. Tomorrow clearing, breezy and colder. The high 38. Very cold on Saturday. The sky sunny. The high at 30. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You see him on WVUA 23 covering sports and on Tider Insider TV on Tuesday nights. Don't miss a minute of the Gary Harris Show. Weekdays from 9 to 11 on Tide 100.9. 921, welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. Phone calls are lined up, so let's uh, get to them quickly here. We've got Cowboy, Phillip, and Pat. And we'll uh, lead off the order in which they came in. Cowboy, good morning. How are you, buddy? How are you, Gary? Doing well. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, I got a feed on a social media deal. You're talking about your condos where you live. It's over there by the city cafe. I got this thing uh, 
man, it's a hamburger with this way it looked there. I bet it's good. You've been there to have that hamburger, Gary, City Cafe? <laughs> you know, when I, I haven't been to City Cafe in a while, but when I go, I always get the, uh, you always get the, the meat and three. So I've never, I don't think I've ever had a hamburger from City Cafe. Man, it. It had looked like a hamburger steak hamburger. Boy, it looked mouthy. Okay. Well, I might check it out. Usually, I'll, you know, uh, I walk on up uh, past any cafe and go to Billy's. You know, Billy's advertises with me, and I have their smash yeah. burger, which I absolutely love. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I live right up the street from all, all that good stuff in the store in downtown Northport. I love it, man. I tell people all the time, there's the station, which are the townhomes, uh, just right up from me. And then, of course, first and main condominiums where I live, and it's a great place to live. I bet that's an awesome spot, just right across the bridge there and everything. Oh man, listen, I'm I'm sitting here because uh, I'm 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 doing my show from home this morning because I, I I had a something I had to take care of. So um, unusual, usually I'm in studio, but I'm not this morning. But I'm sitting here right now, looking out the window at the 120 something year old train trestle right next to <laughs> right next to my condominium. It's pretty cool. It is, man. Dark. Can you can you watch the ducks out there on the lake on the on the Warrior River, kind of like Nick Saban's gonna be doing now? Well, I can walk out on my balcony, yeah, and I can see the river, and I can see deer all the time, man. I see deer. I've seen, I've seen just right here off my balcony. I've seen deer, coyotes, saw bald eagle. Uh, yeah, there's. You know, I walk the river walk. Yeah, it's cool, man. So, all right, what you got sports for me? What what you got on the sports Absolutely. side of things? Well, good deal. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm upset. All Alabama fans are upset. I, you know, I don't know what the future holds. Us. We just kind of got to be patient, see how it plays out. But I think we're seeing some of the reasons why Coach Saban may have gotten out. These guys, you know, what do they want? I mean, you know, you know, Jaden Proctor started as a freshman at Alabama, going to transfer to Iowa. I guess, I guess he wants to go to the Big Ten championship game and get beat every year. I, I, I don't know, you know. Uh, Caleb Downs, freshman All American at Alabama. I mean, what what do they want? Would, would 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 they please tell us what they want besides Benjamins all in their face? Well, it's a great it's a great question. It's a fair question, and uh, the answer is they're eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old kids, and what they want one year might be completely different the next year, and you know a lot of them also were influenced by people in their lives and. Uh, you know, it just, it's very fluid. You know, the guy, you're right, a guy that you would think would have complete um, happiness in a perfect situation like Caleb Downs. I do think it's a perfect situation regardless of a, of a coaching change. But you know what? He's decided that it's not a perfect situation. And used to, in the old system, kids' minds didn't even think that way. You just didn't think, you know, like you're right, unless you were just buried on the depth chart, most of the time, you didn't even think about transferring. It was not as easy. So, therefore, if you were starting and playing and you were an All-American, <laughs> you, you, you're, but now their mind goes there because they're, they're influenced and they are growing up in an era where it's different. You're always looking for the next thing. You're always looking for a better opportunity. You know, Isaiah Bond, what a great year he had, man. Uh, and then, like you said, in some cases, you know, money is a factor. That's just the reality. So, um, it's it's crazy, cowboy. But I tell you what, uh, it is what it is, and we have to deal with it for for what it is. And coaches have to deal with it, and just do the best can. Hey, we got to move. We got a lot of calls to get to. Thank you, cowboy. Good call. Let's get to. Uh, 
Philip next, and uh, we got Pat and Robert on hold as well. Good morning, Philip. Uh, good morning, Gary. Hey, hey, we may be surprised when it's all over and said, all over and done, and we'll never know. We, we may be surprised how much the parents are behind some of these moves and not the players. No, I think in a lot of cases that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think it's uh, we'd be surprised. I, you know, I think parents want what is best for their for their child, but in a lot of cases, uh, if they have a child who's a high level athlete. They want what's best for their child, but they also want what is best for them. And in some cases, you're talking about, I'm, again, I, I'm, I'm just making a general statement because it's different for every family. But there are some of these um, student athletes that don't come from privileged backgrounds and have struggled financially. And their parents also see an opportunity to better their lives. So you're doggone right that's a factor. And, and you know, as probably as it should be. I mean, parents are, you know, raised children. And a lot of times until <clears throat> children are adults, even as college students, they're still under their parents' wing. And um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a major factor, Philip. I really do. Yeah. I should also say, uh, uh, Washington, uh, they threw for 5,155 yards last year. Texas, 4,007. <laughs> and Alabama, 3,086. Um, the, the, uh, the player from Washington had 200 yards more receiving than Burton or Isaiah Bond put together. He had oh there's he had a hundred yeah sir. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he had he had a he had twenty five less receiving yards than Burton, Bond and Midblack. So, you know, these guys it, it would help if they would uh just sort of take a deep breath and do a little investigating on their own and just listen to the new coaches or whoever is new in their life, whether it's this situation or another one Ten years down the road, when they're thinking about changing jobs or whatever, uh, to sort of look at the big picture. But you know, it's all about like um, like people said, and we live in a microwave society. And um, you know, some people get in their ear, and they get weak need, and that's all it takes. Yeah, great call, Philip. Uh, thank you. Yeah, and, and but let me say this too: um, we are focused on the ones that are leaving. But there's a lot of really good football players that are staying here at Alabama that recognize how good they have it. So they're, they're going to have a good roster. All right, let's get to uh, Pat. Hey, good morning, Pat. Hey, good morning, Gary. I uh, wanted to talk about there's a whole lot of my friends or some of their influential people at Alabama, and they are getting fed up, I mean, to the point that they want to uh, – you know, discontinue money that they're sending and things because they're so fed up with what's happening to college football. And I disagree that I think college football is going to level back out. This kind of things are going to be okay in just in a matter of time. But I want to tell you a little bit about uh, my grandfather was a, a rum runner. That he he chased rum runners in 1920 to 1925, and that was during prohibition period. And he was an engineer on the U.S. boats that were chasing the rum runners. The rum runners did not buy the quarterback, the captain. They did not buy the wide receivers. They bought the engineer because when the hot captain would holler down to the engineer, they're getting away. Give me more steam. The engineer yelled back up at him. I'm giving her all she's got. The engines are going to blow. You know, what I'm saying is, and see, going back to Tom's call, and I'm not putting blame one way or another, but there were 50, count them, 50-plus bad snaps. 
And we're not saying anything one way here or there. I'm just saying that you don't have to get, in order to shave points one way or another, you don't have to buy the quarterback or the wide receiver. No, I agree with that. I, I Listen, I, 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 there's other players that can impact the game. I agree with you 100%. As I said, Pat, I'm not saying that that isn't a possibility. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, when money's involved, man, we know that, that all kinds of debauchery uh, is, is possible. So, I, but I don't want to believe that. And, uh, you know, until I have some proof of it, but I, I do think that that's something that is going to have to be monitored with gambling being so prominent in our society now, legal and, and otherwise that, uh, you know, you're going to have to watch these games and, and watch these situations. Hey, thank you, Pat. Great call. We're going to try to squeeze in Robert real quick before we get to the break over in Birmingham. Good morning, Robert. Hey, buddy. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I think it's uh, Aaron Suttles is like a gay Alabama guy. They need to get a lot more aggressive. Um, with, with Saban, we were able to get players on the cheap. And, you know, they, they wanted to play for Coach Saban. He's gone. Now our, the price tag to come to Alabama has gone up. In my opinion, yeah, I think that's the plan. I think that's the plan, Robert. I think, I think all the things that a lot of the things that we talk about and discuss on radio talk shows, they're aware of them, and and I do think there'll be a, a more uh, increase. Your hey, um, we need your help. We need your help. And then number two, if an NFL team lost his coach or a, a business lost their coach, they would they'd have contingency plans in place and you know, a backup plan, and they wouldn't lose forty you know thirty percent of their revenue. This it, what's going on right now is complete BS. I mean, a, this, a business NFL doesn't even operate this way. You know, it's just not right. not right. They need to fix it. See you, man. Bye. Thank you, buddy. Great call, Robert. Appreciate it. Uh, great calls there. Great segment. Appreciate that. We're going to get away from the phone calls in the next segment and then talk with our good friend Chase Bread from uh, Chase Goodbread from the Tuscaloosa News and uh, pick his brain on what all is going on. We'll do that next right here on the Gear Here Show. This free has evolved. It will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meat and 3 special. Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m., get a meat and 3 vegetables for just $8.49. Or for a lighter appetite, try the Lucky Lunch soup, salad, or sandwich combo. I'll see you at the free. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Nine thirty-four. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show, Alabama men's basketball with a uh, big game Saturday afternoon in Knoxville against Tennessee. We're going to dive into that in a couple of minutes here with our next guest, the uh, very accomplished. Sports columnist for the Tuscaloosa News, Chase Goodbread, also a former beat writer. So he's uh, he's got the pulse of uh, all things Alabama, and we wanted to get Chase on this morning for his unique perspective on what's happening with the Crimson Tide. Good morning, Chase. How are you? Good, Gary. How are you? Great to have you. Also want to mention Chase uh, and John Copeland and Mike Parker, Crimson Cover, Friday nights at 6.30 on WVUA 23. All right, let's dive right in. I've, I've been, and I know you've been writing about it and talking about it and and, um, you know, I've been doing the same. Uh, this program is a lot different than it was eight years, eight, uh, eight days ago. Uh, just uh, your reaction to what unfolded beginning with Wednesday afternoon, a week ago, four o'clock, when Nick Saban told the staff and players that he was retiring and this whirlwind that we've been on now for eight days with uh, uh, the transition from Coach Saban to Coach DeBoer, the transfer portal, NIL, uh, staff, 
all of it just, it's, you know, I haven't had to deal with this in a long time in Tuscaloosa, 17 years, but we've certainly been dealing with a lot. Uh, uh, what do you, what do you make of all of it, Chase? Yeah, 17 years is an awfully long run, especially yep. today, right? I mean, 50 years ago, 17 years ago was more common, uh, or, you know, than, than it is now. So, um, a little hard to believe. I mean, look, somebody asked me, uh, in Los Angeles, I had, uh, Rose Bowl, if, if I thought Saban was going to retire at the at the end of the season, and I told him I wouldn't be, uh, I told him I wouldn't be shocked, but I would be surprised, and and I think I can still stand on that today. I'm, I mean, uh, I didn't see it coming. I don't think anybody did. Uh, it sounds like even Saban himself was kind of wavering there in those final few minutes before he spoke to the team. Um, but who could be shocked, right? I mean, right. 72, yeah, I agree. 72 years old, all the championships and all the legacy any coach could could ask or hope for. Um, I, I, I don't – if I was in Nick Saban's shoes, I darn well might have done the same thing. So I, I can't say I'm shocked, but, but I, was, I was somewhat surprised just because with his health being as good as it is um, and, you know, winning an SEC championship – with the way that team improved this past year, tells you he was certainly still on top of his game as a as a coach. The signing class in December told you he was still on top of his game as a recruiter. Uh, so surprised, yes, and shocked, no. That's about that's about the best way I can describe my reaction. Well, I think that's a very apt description of what happened. Uh, Kalen DeBoer, um, you know, we didn't know too much about Kalen DeBoer a uh, couple, couple three years ago. I couldn't tell you hardly anything about him. Uh-huh. I knew he'd done a good job in Indiana as the offensive coordinator the one year under Tom Allen there. Um, and then, of course, Fresno State. And then the last couple of years at Washington, he's come into national prominence. But uh, clearly a, a great offensive mind. I've talked to people in Seattle that say, man, listen, his, you know, his schemes, his, his technical aspect of, of offense, uh, his principles are incredible. Uh, you know, seems to be a really good guy. But this is a big step. I don't care that he played for the national championship at Washington. The University of Alabama is a different beast, particularly for someone who has never coached in this part of the country. What do you think of Coach DeBoer, and what do you think his ability to fit in and adapt to what is going to be uh, 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 the most difficult and, and potentially rewarding job of his career, but certainly a, a different coaching situation that he's ever been in in his life? What he was able to do at Washington was certainly pretty remarkable. I mean, 25 and three is, is a pretty amazing run for your first two years at any school. And uh, he beat some tough programs right along the way, right? Beat, beat Texas just a couple weeks ago, for instance. He's, um, definitely proved himself in that regard. People say, oh, he's, you know, 104 and 12 or whatever the overall record is. To me, that comes with a little bit of an asterisk, of course, because the vat, you know, a, a large part of that was at a at a non-scholarship college program, which is a different ball game entirely. Um, which is not to say it's uh, to be cast aside, because you know it's still it's still winning football. It tells you certainly tells you something about his ability to get it done on game day, X's and O's, et cetera. Game management certainly speaks to that. Does it speak to being the CEO of one of the preeminent programs in the game? Not so much. Uh, but you know what he would, what he was able to do at Washington was um, you know highly impressive. And you know we're going to find out about the recruiting side of things. I guess we're kind of finding about that now. 
uh, in the NIL era and with the, the transfer portal business. But, yeah, he, he absolutely put himself at the top of, uh, you know, coaches who could potentially take over at Alabama. I, th- I think he belonged on Greg Barnes' short list, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you mentioned the portal. I had a great call earlier from someone who said, hey, Caleb down. Why would he leave? He's a freshman All-America. He had 107 tackles. He's going to be a first-round draft pick in two years. He's established himself at Alabama. They won an SEC championship. They played in the college football playoff. Why would he leave? And it's a good question. Chase, I think you and I both know the answer. He, he, he and his family chose Alabama mainly because of Nick Saban. And five years ago, he probably wouldn't have left. The mindset was different. Uh, you didn't come to school knowing that you could go anytime you wanted. But now I think a lot of these players, they look at it at one year at a time. And the portal's there. You can use it. Your coach leaves. And things change. And so I do want you to speak to that and, and kind of give us your opinion on why he left. But, uh, you know, five years ago, he probably wouldn't have left. The whole mindset of players was different. The rules were different. But now, you know, if, you, if, you, if something changes and you don't like it, you can go. Yeah, I think it's. It, I'm not sure it's even been five years since they got rid of the rule where you had to sit a year. If you, oh, it's less. It's less. I just used that as an example. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 certainly, yeah, the game's changed as far as how players look at things. I agree with you. I, I think Nick Saban's the reason most guys come to Alabama, right? So, right. No different there. I think he's a Georgia native. He's from that state. Georgia recruited him hard during his recruitment. So. Obviously, he knows Kirby Smart very well. Del McGee is still there. Del McGee is the guy that recruited him for Georgia. And Traveris Robinson is a Georgia now, of course, as a co-defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, a guy that, that he played under this past year. So, um, you know, certainly don't begrudge the guy for, for anybody, Downs or anybody else, for, for leaving a situation where the head coach is gone, the head coach you came to play for. But, you know, Georgia's, Georgia's an attractive situation. The NIL could have played a role as well. We don't know what kind of NIL deal he had at Alabama, nor do I know, um, you know, what he might end up with Georgia. And, and to be clear, it's not certain that he's headed to Georgia, um, but certainly that's what the scuttlebutt is. Chase, what is your uh, impression of this staff that, that Coach DeBoer is putting together? You know, in terms of a defensive coordinator, I think Kane Womack is is a good hire coming from South Alabama. Head coaching experience, a good thing to have. He's obviously got some ties in the Mobile area, which is going to, I would presume, help Alabama a good bit with in-state recruiting. And, of course, Mobile is an area uh, pre-Nick Saban. You'll remember, Gary, that Auburn kind of dominated for a long time. And Nick Saban was able to get in there and, and kind of take Mobile over. So, um, you know, getting Womack in here might help Alabama kind of keep its recruiting foothold in that part of the state. So, you know, between that and, and what he likes to do defensively scheme-wise, he's a four-two-five guy. I, I think it's a pretty good fit. Ryan Grubb, um, as an offensive coordinator who's been with the Boar a lot of places, Fresno State included, um, you know, he, he's somebody with a, a really innovative mind, likes to throw it a whole lot. We'll probably see Alabama throw the ball um, a little bit more like we saw in 2022, right? Remember 
Bryce Young's last year, where mm-hmm. it was pretty much an aired out season. Um, different scheme for sure. Uh, won't look nearly the same scheme wise, but just in terms of run pass balance, I think it's 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 going to be heavy pass again. Chase, I want to get your opinion on on the role that Nick Saban is going to have. I mean, you know, since he did not do a press conference, I mean, he did an interview with Reese Davis, but he didn't do a press conference. Uh, you know, I just think someone of his stature, it was kind of unusual that he didn't meet with the the local media, but he has not met with the local media as often as we probably would have liked. But he said that he's going to have an office in the stadium. He's going to have a, a role here at the University of Alabama. Uh, what do you think that role is going to be? I'm not sure anybody really knows exactly what his his role will be going forward. Yeah, I think Greg Burns said yesterday that it's an advisory role, but that can mean a lot of things, right? It, it, it can mm-hmm. mean it can mean really hands on. It can mean more hands off. It could mean uh, a little bit of work. It could mean a lot of work. And, of course, it could be – it could grow into something more than an advisory role. Who knows? I mean, Nick Saban's going to be able to do – Nick Saban certainly is going to define his own role at Alabama for as long as it lasts. Um, you know, maybe it ends up having a little bit of a fundraising component to it. We'll see because uh, he could certainly pick up the phone and, and help in that regard, no question. So, um as of now, what we know is is that it's a it's an advisory capacity, and and uh, Gary, I got to think that with what's going on with the portal right now, and and Alabama's players leaving, uh, whatever that advisory role is, he's I, I think I put this on Twitter yesterday. He's got to be having about the toughest week he's going to have in that job right now, right? Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, if he were an advisory role, I'd be getting him to advise some of these players to stay. Um, speaking of the roster, it's not going to be the same as it would have been if um, Nick Saban were still the football coach, but it's going to be good. And we know Coach DeBoer, when, uh, you know, he's going to add some players eventually when the portal opens back up for everyone and, and might add some from Washington or Arizona or somewhere right now where the portal is open. But uh, the, the potential for this football team, uh, not in the long term, but because I think I think Coach DeBoer is going to do a good job, and you indicated you do as well. But this season coming up, twenty twenty four, you know, what do you what do you see from Alabama? You almost have to let this dust settle before you can even set an expectation, uh, because there's still another roughly three weeks to go before this uh, portal window closes, uh, and 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 guys wouldn't be able to leave again until. April, which will be post-spring. So a lot can change. I mean, by the end of today, the complexion could be a little bit different depending on what happens. That being said, uh, if you look at what's still around right now, certainly a couple of key pieces on offense said we're coming back, one being Jalen Milrow, the other one being Tyler Booker, the all-SEC offensive guard. Uh, Elsewhere offensively, you know, if Justice Haynes sticks around, um, and that's a well-grounded young man. I talked to him in, in Pasadena for a good 10 or 15 minutes. Um, he sounds like, like a guy who, as much as he was appreciative of Nick Saban, I think he likes going to school at Alabama as well. So I'll be a little surprised uh, if he transfers. Uh, he, him and Jam Miller, uh, you would think, would be your top two backs. Roy Dell Williams obviously moving on to Florida State. Um, wide receiver position. 
wide open right now, right, Gary? You got Kobe Prentice and Kendrick Law are really the only two guys with any significant experience at all uh, who at the moment would be coming back. Um, makes you think that Ryan Williams, the five-star recruit, might be able to step in and play a huge role if he decides to come to Alabama. So, you know, on that side of the ball, that's kind of how things look. And, you know, on the other side of the ball, Downs leaving obviously is a huge blow. Um, I think he was arguably the best player on the on the team coming back in 2024. You could argue that anyway. Uh, but, you know, and Trey Amos uh, at corner, he's in the portal as well. So that was a tough loss for, for Alabama. But, you know, you got Jaheim Otis and Tim Keenan up front, a couple of defensive uh, tackles who can kind of hold things down up there. Uh, young pass rushers who really didn't get a lot of experience last year would be your primary candidates on the edge. And, uh, of course, that inside linebacker, uh, you're looking at Jahad Campbell and, and Deontay Lawson. Looks like both of them will be back. So the middle of the defense, notwithstanding downs, uh, up front anyway, looks like could be pretty solid, but a lot of holes to fill. Great stuff, Chase. I want to ask you about basketball before we close it out. And uh, clearly that pre-conference schedule was brutally tough. And as Coach Oates said, we'd like to win some more of those games. But they played as tough a schedule as anybody in the country, and it is paying off. They get into the SEC, and it's almost like, the schedule's a little bit easier. Off to a 4 0 start. Now it's going to get tougher on Saturday afternoon at Tennessee and the next Wednesday night at home against Auburn. But um, what have you seen from this Alabama basketball team that's allowed it to get off to a 4 0 start in conference play? Yeah, you know, they seem to be communicating a little better on defense. I still wonder if, if, if they've got what they need inside just in terms of physicality to defend the rim in the SEC. There's still another 14. SEC games to go, so it's pretty early. Uh, but, you know, that's certainly played a role, and obviously they're shooting the ball great. The, the They're knocking down free throws all over the place. I think they're shooting, Gary, like 77% as a team, 78 maybe, uh, at the free throw line, which as a team, that's phenomenal. Uh, and they're knocking down three-pointers most nights, so they're going to be tough to beat anytime that's happening. Coach Oates against Missouri, the the little situation where he kind of pushed away a Missouri player after there was a lot of verbal uh, talk, trash talking in front of the Alabama bench. And listen, man, he is he is what you see is what you get. He's intense. He's aggressive. Uh, can be a little bit, you know, just just uh, so matter of fact that some people take him wrong. But you have to be careful. And uh, all he got was a reprimand from the SEC office. But um, you know that's that's. Something that uh, I hope, you know, for him, I'm sure he will take it as, because uh, I don't think he meant anything by it, but putting your hands on another team's player, Chase, that, that could lead to something really bad. Yeah, um, certainly the reprimand from the SEC is something that had to happen. I don't think there's any question about that. I, I would not have been shocked if he would have had to sit a game over that, either by Byrne or the league. Um, that said, yeah, I think part of the context here that gets lost, and this is not to defend at NATO's, because you're right, you can't put your, you cannot as a coach put your hands on another team's player, because if things go bad from there and it ends up being a, a, a melee, well, it ends up looking like the coach started it, which is the last thing in the world you want if you're NATO's or Greg Byrne or Greg Sankey. So, all that being said, part of the context here is that. Alabama was gathering for a timeout 
and it was right in front of Alabama's bench, right where Nate Oates was trying to put his guys together and get their attention because there's only mm-hmm. so much time. You know, time and a timeout is pretty valuable. I mean, coaches really don't like to lose a second when the timeout is called. And so another team's player is John and more or less delaying Oates' ability to get his players' attention for the for a timeout in front of his own bench. I think that's important context. That being said, though, Oates has got to be smarter than that. I agree with you. All right, uh, Chase, great stuff. Uh, fill the listeners in real quickly on Crimson Cover, where they can find you on social media, Tuscaloosa News, all that you got going on. Yeah, TuscaloosaNews.com. Nick Kelly and I are covering uh, Coach DeBoer's first week and everything that goes with it uh, on a daily basis uh, with everything we've got. And then, of course, Crimson Cover Television on WVUA 23. Friday nights at 6.30, John Copeland and I will have a, uh, a big show once again this weekend. Thank you, Chase. All right, we'll see you, Graham. All right, come back and wrap up this first hour right after this. I'm attorney Steve. Wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. Alabama Credit Union, loans for real life. Visit alabamacu.com to learn more. Some rules and restrictions apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your money. Tune in 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today. The chance of some light rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today 45. Tonight's low 32. Tomorrow clearing breezy and colder. The high 38. Very cold on Saturday. The sky sunny. The high at 30. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 34 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the Gary Harris Show. Alabama sports tied 100.9 and streaming on the tied 100.9 app. Nine fifty-five. Welcome back in some breaking high school football coaching news. It's being reported that Adam Weingart, Tuscaloosa County high school head coach is leaving after three seasons as the head coach of the Wildcats to become a staffer at Troy university, uh, high school relations guy. And, uh, I know when Coach Weingarten left Auburn to come to Tuscaloosa County High School, the school made a huge commitment to him in terms of facilities, in terms of resources. And, um, you know, they had uh, the program going in the right direction, but obviously coaches make moves based on what is best for them. And uh, Adam Weingarten reportedly moving on to Troy University, and uh, County High will be looking to start over again. It's disappointing that Tuscaloosa County High School can't seem to find a coach that's – that's willing to stick it out there long term, but uh, that's all we know at this point. Uh, we'll be trying. I'll be trying to get in touch with Coach Weingarten today and get some more information. But um, we will uh, have a second hour of the Gary Harris Show coming up. This hour has been brought to you by Alabama Credit Union, member-owned and not-for-profit. It's just a better way of banking. Hour number two is on the way. We'll have uh, a visit with Jeff Spiegel at ten thirty. More of your phone calls and uh, conversation in the second hour of the Gary Harris Show.
Los Tarascos has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And, of course, you can find Los Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big screen television so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Los Tarascos features daily happy hour specials. And for the best Mexican cuisine in West Alabama, remember, the name is Los Tarascos with locations in Tuscaloosa and Northport. Well, and 11, Billy Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big screen, high-definition televisions, both dining rooms, at the bar, and outside on the beautiful patio. Come by and say hello to Kim and Lisa, the Billy's management dream team. Billy's good food, good friends, and good time. 365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation. Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Nick Cope. The Atlanta Falcons' courtship of Bill Belichick continues. NFL media reports Belichick will have a second interview with Atlanta this weekend after he met with owner Arthur Blank one-on-one this past week. Following their blowout loss to the Packers, the Cowboys are retaining coach Mike McCarthy for the final year of his contract next season. In a statement, owner Jerry Jones said in part, quote, I believe this team is very close and capable of achieving our ultimate goals, and the best step forward for us will be with Mike McCarthy as our head coach, end quote. The Ravens have signed running back Dalvin Cook to their 53-man roster. He will play in Saturday's divisional matchup against the Texans. And the NFL announced country singer Reba McIntyre will perform the national anthem at next month's Super Bowl. Finally, in the NBA, the Lakers pulled away from the Mavericks in the second half. 127-110 was the final score. Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Temperatures will warm into the 40s this afternoon, but a hard freeze warning in effect from 8 tomorrow morning until noon on Saturday with temperatures 10 to 20 degrees this weekend. Blankawayo Riverkeeper has placed a petition on Action Network telling Tuscaloosa Mayor Walt Maddox and the City Council to stop chronic sewage spills. And Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville says debt forgiveness for college students' loans may sound good. But somebody eventually has to pay, and that will increase inflation in the United States. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
And good morning, everybody. Welcome back in to hour number two of the Gary Harris Show for this Thursday, January 18, 2024. I'm your host, Gary Harris. I got my main man, Justin Jones, back there in the control room, manning the controls, taking your phone calls this hour on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline. And uh, some breaking news right off the top that we mentioned to close out the uh, first hour. Adam Weingarten is uh, going to be leaving Tuscaloosa County High School to go become a member of the staff of the Troy Trojans. And uh, we will have Coach Weingarten. I just texted with him. He's going to join us on the radio this morning at 10.50, uh, right before we close out the show. He's going to jump on with us at 10.50 this morning to uh, let us know uh, what has gone into that decision to leave Tuscaloosa County High School after three seasons. So Adam Weingarten, gracious enough to uh, go on with us this morning. Um, he was not available until 11, but I told him I'd go off the air at 11. So he, he agreed to come on at 10.50 there. We'll have him on for probably – uh, six or seven minutes here at the end of the show to find out exactly what's going on. I'm about to tweet that information out, and um, we will we'll be talking to Coach here uh, coming up. All right, before we go any further, I need to let you know this hour of the year here is still being brought to you by Patterson Comer Attorneys at Law here in Tuscaloosa and Northport. Feet on the ground in West Alabama. That's very important when it comes to a personal injury attorney um, firm, and you get that with Paul Patterson and Mike Comer. Paul's in Tuscaloosa, Mike is in Northport. They'll be with you every step of the way. Remember, they work on contingency. In other words, if they agree to take your case, there's never a dime out of your pocket unless they collect for you. No risk involved in two of the best lawyers and gentlemen that you could ever have on your side. Patterson Comer, attorneys, PattersonComerLawFirm.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. All right, Justin, let me bring you in here. If people want to get involved in the program, they can uh, they can give us a call on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline at 205-342-9904. Boy, that first hour was jumping. It was busy. ton of phone calls. Chase Goodbread from Tuscaloosa News joining us. But uh, your reaction to... Uh, the the news of Adam Weingarten after three years leaving Tuscaloosa County High, and I'll certainly ask him why, but uh, when he left Auburn High School to come here, I know Tuscaloosa County High School made an unbelievable commitment to him and to the program, and the program is in better shape today than it was when he got here, and I'm sure that that's something that, that he's proud of, but uh, I know a lot of people in Northport are disappointed this morning that, uh, that he's going to be leaving to go down and uh, join the staff at Troy University. You're uh, your reaction um yeah i think i think tuscaloosa county has done great this year i think he did a, a great job this season coaching them and lots of uh in big games i'm interested to see um and when we talk to him later of course we'll i'm sure we'll find out and talk a little bit about it what his role at troy is going to be as we know man this coaching carousel <laughs> that's been going on since saban retired we know troy's head coach uh previously left um, in the off season, so there's lots of opportunity there. I'm excited for him. I think it's a it's a great uh, 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 university to go to, and I think their football program is on the up as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think you did a good job there. It is it, it is a tough job in Class Seven A. There's no doubt about it. And as I said, the program is better than it was when he took it over. But still, uh, you know, no, you know, just can't seem to get over the hump. But I tell you what, I think there'll be a lot of interest in that job. And uh, that's certainly a story that we'll stay on on top of. All right, let's get back to uh, um, Alabama football. And, Justin, you know, we had some great calls in the first hour, people concerned about the roster and the coaching staff and all the usual things. But I do feel like 
that you you weather the storm, and you know what I mean by this. Uh, you get through this initial whirlwind, and and things will start settling in a, a little bit. And I'm not saying there won't be more players that, you know, uh, I think there'll be more players that go to the portal. I do at Alabama. I, I think there'll be some more guys that that announce that they're going to leave, but. I think next week we're going to kind of start settling in here just a little bit. Don't you? Justin, you with me? Hey, sorry, Gary. I'm here. We're multitasking, taking phone calls at the same time. Okay. But sorry, no, I, I was just saying, I, I, oh, okay. That's okay. And you can, you can, we'll get to the calls. I just said that, uh, it's a whirlwind right now. And I, and, I, and I think there'll be more players that go into the portal from Alabama. But I think once we get through this weekend, next week, we're going to start settling in just a little bit as far as normalcy and, and, and uh, you know, kind of getting into a rhythm a little bit with this new coaching staff. What do you think? No, I think so as well. I mean, we're still only – this is, what, one week and a day out from um, – it's crazy to think Coach DeBoer was playing a national championship a week ago on Monday. We're still very much just moving along. This is just the beginning of things. Uh, we might see some more people go in the portal, but overall I think Alabama fans, uh, a lot of the anxiety and worrying that <laughs> occurred from yesterday with Caleb Downs and, and Caleb uh, Caden Proctor um, leaving is I think they just need to hunker down, settle in, and, and we're going to be okay. We'll get through it. Yeah, uh... I do. I do. I think that, uh, I think this guy's a good coach. That's, that's the main thing. 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904 is the number. If you want to get through on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline and talk some Bama football with us, Bama basketball. I thought Chase had a good point there on, on, on Nate Oates. And, and I believe the same thing too. I, I think Nate Oates felt like he was trying to diffuse the situation, uh, prevent a situation, not add to it. But at the same time, you do have to be very, very careful how you, um, uh, approach another team's players and uh, that you know that could have led to something worse than it was but I think he'll learn from it and uh, he got the rep public reprimand by Greg Sankey the SEC commissioner on on Wednesday and I think that Nate Oates uh, um, you know I love his passion I love his energy but you do have to uh, you do have to be careful all right we got phone calls coming in and uh, on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline as I said Adam Weingarten is joining us at 10 50 this morning leaving Tuscaloosa County High School after three seasons as the head football coach We'll talk to him, Jeff Spiegel, at 1030. But right now, we're going to get to Jim on the uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline. Good morning, Jim. Hey. Hey, maybe the reason uh, Proctor's leaving because of um, the guy from Overton from A&M's coming in. Maybe you don't think he can beat him out for the position? Well, Overton's a defensive lineman now, Jim. Same for the positive side, you know. (laughs) I do what now? So I'm looking at from the positive side. This, he just he, think he can't. He's going to lose this, his job. You know? Yeah, but 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 he won't lose it to Overton. Overton's a defensive lineman, and and Proctor's an offensive tackle. So uh, I, I tell you what I think, Jim. I think that he's homesick a little bit from people that I've talked to, and I know he has a, you know, he's got a girlfriend that is um, from that area. I think she might even be a softball player over at Creighton University. Uh, so, you know, I think there's some personal reasons here, and uh, I don't think he's necessarily unhappy playing football at Alabama, but, you know, sometimes these young men leave a part of the country that is all that they know, and they come somewhere else, and it is kind of an adjustment. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, you know, I, I'd like to think maybe that, that Coach DeBoer could talk to him and uh, maybe convince him to stay, but, but we'll see what happens. Well, you know, Al, um, and I know it's magnified now because they're leaving, but I was just looking back. I got online. Look, 
they lost 21 people last year and 23 the year before the transfer portal. You know, that's right. That's right. This is not nothing. This is not new. I agree with you. Players. And they lost a lot. They lost a lot of them before Coach Saban announced his retirement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, the, the his thing gets me, and I wish callers or whoever, whoever's saying it, is when they called in and talking like this Antonio Kite, whatever, you know, projected to be a first-round NFL. The guy ain't had a meaningful snap in two years at Alabama, so maybe he will. But, I mean, this don't, don't you know, this don't make any sound any worse than what it is. I mean, that guy made he, – he just didn't may not be good enough to cut it, you know. You might be right. I mean, he didn't play a lot here. I, I think he's talented. I think that he's going to have to – I think he's got some maturity issues. And uh, I think that's – you're right. I think the main reason he left here was that he just wasn't playing as much as he would like. And, and two, Charles Kelly is down at Auburn now. And Charles Kelly recruited him when Charles Kelly was here at Alabama. So that, that probably had something to do with it as well. So, uh, but you remember you know, the hype about uh, Jay Hall, you know, the hype about him. And look where he's at now. Or where that's right. Sometimes some, – <laughs> Sometimes they uh, sometimes they don't live up to it, buddy. You're absolutely right. So. Yeah. Now I did look at Javon Baker. Did you see his stats the last this past year? Yeah, he played well, didn't he? Yeah, he had about 1,200 yards, you know, of receiving. So he turned out mm-hmm. as far as them, you know, on, for them. So that, um, but you no, know, he he had hardly any, you know, snaps, you know, or, or far as stats, you know, at Alabama mm-hmm. years. But he, mm-hmm. um, but you know, of course they they're. You know, had talented wide receivers and all, but as far as the offensive line, it hasn't been good the last two years. You know, I mean, as far as protecting the quarterback, so I don't know if it's a bad thing that some people are going to be replaced. You know, maybe we'll get somebody. You know, uh, have a better line. You know, I hope so. Uh, they do need to play better. You don't need to give up forty nine sacks. I mean, that's uh, that's way too many. Even even if some of them are on the quarterback, or some of them have to do with with bad snaps. That's not the case with all of them. So that's an area where a pass protection is an area where Alabama really needs to get better. And you look at Washington, I think they gave up 12 sacks in 15 games. So you'd like to think, uh, Jim, there's going to be an improvement there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm still, like saying, I said the other day, I'm still hopeful, like say, that this players across the country take a note, you know, for uh, what's going on right now. And when that portal opens again, whenever it is, middle April, 1st of May, whatever, I think they're going to get be able to cherry pick some good players, you know. I do too. I, I'm, I'm with you. They're 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 going to have a good team here. It's it's going to be a good team and a good roster. And he he will add some players. You're absolutely right. So uh, we'll look forward to that. Hey, great phone call, Jim. All right, all right, man. Bye bye. Thank you, sir. Good to hear from you. All right, let's uh, keep it rolling. Let's talk to BT. Hey, BT, what's going on, man? Good, good. Harris, how about you? Uh, doing well, Bill. I'm doing well, Gary. Uh, uh, what I want to ask is that, uh, that and I think, you know, he's, Adam has done a great job in this area, wherever he went. Who's, who's that now? The coach, the county high. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Kevin DeVore is 104 and 12 in his he's career. Good Three at, national championships at, huh? at the NAI. Do what now? He's, he's a good, uh, Coach for the area. He's talking about uh, the county high coach, Gary. Okay, I'm having a hard right, time. Brian. All right, Bill. Yeah, uh, you talking about Adam Weingarten? Okay, good. I'm sorry, I had a right, hard time. Right. He's going. Yeah, Adam Weingarten. He did, he, he did a he did a good job at Tuscaloosa County High School. He sure did, and that's that's what's led him to this opportunity to become a, a, a staff member on a on a university uh, football you know university football program, and 
but he did. He did a lot of good things for County High. They're a better program than they were when he took them over. And uh, we're going to visit with him, like I said, about that at 1050. So I'm looking forward to that. Have you heard an update on uh, on, uh, Alabama thing, more uh, people coming in? No, not today. Not this morning. Uh, Nothing nothing new as far as staff uh, uh, additions or anything with the players. Uh, You know, maybe something during the day. But right now, everything is uh, fairly quiet this morning, which is probably good. Okay. (laughs) All right, Bill. Good to hear from you, buddy. You too, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, BT. All right, I'm sorry, folks. I didn't hear BT uh, clearly. But, uh, yeah, Adam Weingarten did a good job at Tuskegee County High. And uh, we're going to visit with him at 10.50. All right, it's 10.15. I'll tell you where where else, uh, you know, speaking of doing a good job, they do a great job at the YMCA of Tuscaloosa. Tremendous, tremendous facility. And all through the month of January, through January 31st, no joining fee. Go to the Y, sign up, get your monthly membership, and start working out today. You'll be glad that you did. It's a beautiful facility, great equipment, great people, personal training, fitness classes, silver sneakers, all the programs to help you reach your fitness goals are in place at the YMCA of Tuscaloosa, 2313 2313th Street, downtown. We'll be back with more of the Gary Harris Show right after this on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. May 2011, Billy's Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big-screen, high-definition televisions, both dining rooms, at the bar, and outside on the beautiful patio. Come by and say hello to Kim and Lisa, the Billy's management dream team. Billy's good food, good friends, and good time. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today, the chance of some light rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 45. Tonight's low, 32. Tomorrow, clearing, breezy and colder, the high, 38. Very cold on Saturday, the sky sunny, the high at 30. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 36 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, 1018, welcome back into the Gary Harris. So, Jeff Spiegel coming up at 1030. Uh, Tuskegee County High School head football coach Adam Weingarten at 1050. He's leaving to join the staff at Troy University. Uh, Phone calls are welcome in this segment on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline, 205-342-342. 9904 Right now, uh, we've got some audio and uh, both the, the fan reaction and the comments that uh, Kalen DeBoer had on uh, Tuesday night at the basketball game, Alabama basketball game against Missouri, uh, WVOA 23. We had uh, a videographer there shooting the game, and uh, he was able to shoot Coach DeBoer going out on the floor and speaking to the fans. So you'll hear the incredible crowd reaction and uh, the comments by Coach DeBoer to Alabama's fans on Tuesday night. Here we go. should be is right over here, right? I know where to find you. I know where to find you. Hey, it is so awesome to be here. It's uh, happened really fast. Uh, we got a lot of great news coming out, whether it's recruiting, our staff. Can't wait to ingrain myself in this community. What a special place. What a special place. The standard is Alabama. The standard is Alabama. 
can't wait to be here. Let's keep supporting all of the athletic teams. Roll Tide. There you go. Uh, you hear the enthusiasm in his voice. You hear, I think, the um, the enthusiasm of the fans. And uh, that was pretty cool the other night that he was able to uh, um, be able to visit with them just a little bit on Tuesday night. All right, 1020 here on the Gary Harris Show. Uh, feel free to give me a call. And, and I'm working right now trying to uh, get some social media alerts out on this uh, Adam Weingarten story. And uh, the Tuscaloosa County High School head coach leaving after three seasons. He's going to join us in 30 minutes to discuss his decision to join the staff at Troy University. So um, disappointed for County High at the same time. As I said earlier, I think that this program is in better shape than it was when he got there. I know facility-wise, they've done a ton. The stadium is, is state-of-the-art. Of course, obviously, um, you know, Class 7A Region 3 is one of the toughest regions in the state of Alabama. But uh, – They'll find a good football coach and, um, you know, looking forward to seeing what uh, County High can do coming up in 2024. And uh, that'll be something that we'll be covering here, a new head football coach coming at some point to Tuscaloosa County High School. All right, uh, getting back to Alabama basketball, because I did want to get uh, uh, into that a little bit more with what's ahead for the Crimson Tide. And yesterday we had on Bart hikes on hoops, and he discussed the fact that this Alabama team is playing really, really well right now. And offensively, we know their the spurtability that they have. They can take a close game, and they can go on a little twelve to two run and and open it up. That's what they did against Missouri the other night. Defensively, they seem to be getting better. Wagi did not play again the other night. You know he's been struggling with a foot. Uh, hopefully, he'll be good to go on Saturday afternoon because when you go into Thompson Bowling Arena, you're going to play a Tennessee team that. Uh, is good, really good. And, uh, you know, you feel better if you're playing them in Coleman Coliseum. But um, I think Alabama's capable of going in there winning. Now they're going to have to play well, no doubt about it. I think Tennessee's a um, top five type team in the country. But, you know, Alabama won't be, you know, certainly won't be phased by that when you've played, when you've played Purdue and you've played Arizona, you've played Creighton, you've played Ohio State, you've played Clemson, you've played Oregon. You know, you've, you've played a schedule that has set you up for success in your league, and we're seeing that with Alabama being 4-0. But the next two are doozies at Tennessee on Saturday and then next Wednesday night at home against Auburn. Auburn and Alabama are the only 4-0 teams in the SEC. Auburn took care of Vanderbilt last night up in Nashville. Of course, Vanderbilt's not pretty, not very good, but still, you know, Auburn's 4-0, Alabama's 4-0. We'll see if both of these teams get through the weekend unbeaten. But it's going to be a big game for sure next Wednesday night. All right, we got a phone call on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline. Roy is with us. Good morning, Roy. How are you doing today? Doing very well, my friend. Good to hear from you. Okay. I, uh, you know, as I process this information, wherever he's been, our new coach, he's been a winner. The last place he was, when he went in there, it was in a shambles. We would both agree that Alabama is not in a shambles. In a shambles, he took those people with two and three and maybe a few four-star recruits, and they're at the championship level. Okay? They lose, but look at the talent level they have. Okay. Comes to Alabama. 
we're not taking a long view at this. When Saban came here, things weren't great. Now, Saban had a little bit better record in that he'd been at LSU and won a championship. But everywhere Saban was, he was a winner. And we could see his organization. We could see his determination. So, flash forward. We see this gentleman. He's real. He's dedicated. He loves his team. We saw that at the end of his uh, press conference and the tears, real tears in his eyes about having to leave people that he, you know, blood, sweat, and teared with for two years and what they accomplished. And now he comes here again. He's in such a better place. His facilities are better. He said that himself. His recruits that he has now that haven't left are better. Everybody that I've listened to and looked at says that his staff on whole is better than Saban had because Saban couldn't get the people he wanted because he couldn't give them a three- to five-year commitment. He said that himself. So why is it that we are so you know, schemish on this situation instead of really standing back, taking a deep breath and saying, what is Alabama football? The sky is Alabama football. He's coming in the way Saban came in. He's hot and heavy to help us. So let's all get behind him. Let's all do what we can to bring money in so that we can be, you know, and the thing is, he doesn't get to Saban discount, but he will I believe, truly believe, if I was a betting man, put money on, that we'll be at a time where people want to come and play for him in the same way they wanted to come and play for Nick Saban. I think you make some great points, Roy, and uh, very, you know, common sense uh, approach. Having said that, People are reacting the way they are. It's not anything I think that has to do with Coach DeBoer. I, I just think it's the shock of, of Nick Saban leaving. And, um, you know, for 17 years, he's been the head coach at Alabama. And we know the track record, six natties, nine SEC championships, uh, numerous other seasons that he was in the playoff or competed for a national championship. So I just think it takes a little time to process that. But I think what you're saying uh, as I said earlier, I think next week things will start settling down. I think people will will come around to your way of thinking a little bit more. But it, it's just been a shock to the system for a lot of fans. I don't think that they, even though we we know he's seventy two years old, and we know that you know that this was a trying season and a taxing season. I still think it caught people off guard when he retired. So that's just kind of the human element. You're, I can tell you know you're a very because of your background, you're a very analytical person. You you look at things maybe from a non-emotional standpoint, but most people react with their emotions. You know that. And, and they've been, they've been very emotional about this. So it's, it's going to take them a little time, I think. Yeah. If you were sitting next to me watching a game, then you would see me in my fandom, you know, screaming. At you yeah. So no, I understand that. There's, you know, if we keep, can beat that drum like you're doing, you're trying to get people to see, we keep beating the drum. We have to be sort of a one-note Johnny on this until people can calm down. Because, uh, man, I think we've got—I think we have a diamond in the rough here. I'm with you. Great phone call, Roy. Thank you. Take care now. Bye. Okay, you too. 10:28 here on the Gary Harris Show, and uh, Houston Hydro Team carpet cleaning, upholstery cleaning, 
tile floors, hardwood floors, linoleum, whatever it is, your bathrooms, grout, uh, Houston Hydrosteam, uh, man, they can get it done. And, uh, boy, they can, you know, a good-looking floor in your house uh, adds a lot to the quality of your house, the value of your house, and just the pride that you take in your home. So Houston Hydrosteam, uh, they, they can handle all of your uh, carpet cleaning, floor, upholstery, bathroom, grout, whatever it may be. Houston Hydrosteam is the business in nearly 40 years here in West Alabama. They have gotten the job done. All right, we're going to be out with Jeff Spiegel from uh, host of The Zone and ABC 3340 Sports Anchor next here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Colony Golf Course is an 18-hole championship layout designed by 1976 U.S. Open champion Jerry Pate. Director of Golf John Gray and fitting specialist Bob Montgomery are PGA certified. Mike Shivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure a tee time at the Tuscaloosa Championship Golf Course. Everyone can play. 205-562-3201. Old Colony is operated by Para. Covering University of Alabama sports, as well as the national and local scene as well. The Gary Harris Show, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. For my weekly visit with my buddy Jeff Spiegel, longtime sports anchor at ABC 3340, host of the zone. And as I said, joins me every week here to kick it all around. And boy, we don't lack topics this morning. How's it going, Jeff? Great, Gary. It's, it sounds like you're in a remote location. I am. I'm not in studio today. I, uh, I'm uh, not able to get in this morning, but uh, still doing the show, my friend. So we'll, uh, oh, okay. uh, good day. Good to have you on, but no, not, not in studio today. So, uh, but I do want to ask you, we're eight days into the post Nick Saban era of Alabama football, already a new head coach in place in Kalen DeBoer. Most of the staff is, uh, is here, even though no official announcements, we know who they are. Uh, the portal is open for business. Alabama players are leaving. Um, NIL discussions are being had. It's been a crazy eight days. Uh, what do you make of it all? Yeah, it has been crazy, um, but but you know, no surprise. I mean, uh, you knew when the legend left that there were gonna there were gonna be departures. I mean, that's right. Uh, because yeah, because Kalen DeBoer is not Nick Saban, and that's of no that's of no reflection on what kind of coach Kalen DeBoer is. I think he's a great coach, but I also think this is one of the reasons Nick Saban really grappled with this decision because he knew the chaos that would ensue. Uh, he, he knew the upheaval in staff and the upheaval in the roster and, and, you know, he knew, but, but, but he knew also at the same time, you know what, that there, there's not much he can do about that. And that's kind of up to the, to the guy that's coming in to, uh, you know, to kind of manage that. And I really do think, uh, you know, Nick's probably helping, helping him out the best way he can, but, you know, uh, Caleb Downs didn't come to Alabama to play for Caleb DeBoer. Uh, Caleb Downs came to Alabama to play for Nick Saban. Uh, Caden Proctor didn't come all the way from Iowa because the weather was warmer and the girls were prettier. You know, he came over here because of Nick Saban. And that's right. When Saban left, that, that's when those guys were going to leave. So it didn't surprise me at all that Downs and Proctor were staying. Um, and and now, now it's up to guys like Tyler Booker, Malachi Moore, 
Jalen Milrow, Deontay Lawson to to push the narrative just as they pushed yesterday with Chris Lowe when they did an interview with them that, you know what, we're embracing the change. You know, we're moving forward. We like this guy. You know, we, we came, we, you know, Saban's gone, but the standard hasn't gone. So we've got to uphold that standard and, and hang in there with it and, and help this guy moving forward. And, you know, I, I, I'm not of the belief, Gary, that all because these guys are leaving, that Alabama is going to go from a playoff team to four and eight. I'm not, I'm not buying that narrative. So, and, and I, and I think most Alabama fans aren't feeling that way. And, and I, I definitely know for sure that, that Booker and Milrow and Lawson and, and uh, you know, they're not feeling that way either. I agree with you. And you made, you made a great point about coming to play for Nick Saban. And I think that that's the truth. But I also think as I've been discussing Caleb Downs for two days, I think the mindset is just so different uh, because I think even, you know, five years ago, if you signed with a school, your expectation was that you were going to be at that school. If you did transfer, there were going to be, you know, rules in place uh, to make it more difficult than it is now. And a guy like Caleb Downs, who seemingly has it all, freshman All-America, freshman of the year, uh, second team AP All-American for all classifications, over 100 tackles, going to be a first-round draft pick, probably a top 10 pick in two years. And he leaves. And he says, you know, the the family said, well, it's basically a new program now. Well, it's going to be a new program anywhere you go. So I get it about Nick Saban. But for a guy like Caleb Downs, even with a new coaching staff coming in, uh, Jeff, to some degree, it just doesn't make sense. You're already established as a star player, and yet you're you're leaving. Uh, It just, uh, even with all the reasoning that you gave about these guys coming to play for Nick Saban, and I know that's what his dad said, hey, he came to play for Nick Saban. I still, you know, to me, it's still kind of odd. Well, now he's going to be a star player at Georgia, probably, and he's going. To- yeah, or Ohio State. I know Ohio State's making an in-home Ohio visit State. this afternoon. So you're right. No, he'll be a star. I know that, regardless of where he goes, he's that good. But I, I guess I'm still saying, why leave Alabama where you're already a star and you've got a chance to have a legacy as one of the greatest players in in Alabama football history? Uh, not that you can't do that somewhere else in two years, but. Why, why, why leave where you got it all already? I guess that's my question, Jeff. Well, you know, the, uh, he, he's going to play for Robinson he, or if he goes to Georgia, and then he's going to go play for the guy who's saving 2.0, you know, the next best thing to save. And he, he's going over there. But here's another thing, too. You know, w- w- when you get into this situation, you know, you're getting into a bidding war. And that's not the way it was, like, you know, 20 years ago or 10 years ago or even five years ago. And so – that's another thing, you know, that you look into. And, and, you know, I totally get, you know, Gene Stalling said this years and years ago when he was recruiting. He says, don't come play for me. Don't come play for me. Come play for Alabama. You know, that's who you're playing for. And that's what Saban instructed his players in the last team meeting was, you know, you guys need to play for each other. You know, I'm not going to be here, but you need to play for each other and kind of hold up that standard. But, you know, uh, guys oh, – there, there's no dedication to the brand anymore. There's no dedication to the A anymore. Uh, there may be with some guys, but with some guys, there's not. And uh, and that's the situation with uh, you know with Downs and Proctor. The the A doesn't mean as much as as, as playing for the guy. And uh, yeah. the guy's gone, so they're moving on. This staff that he's putting together, um, like I said, nothing official, but we know all the names and. And um, you've, you've taken a look at these guys. 
Uh, what do you think of the staff that's being assembled for head coach Kalen DeBoer? Well, Grubb is a guy that Nick Saban tried to hire. And right. he also tried to hire Jamarcus Shepard as well. So, so that's a reflection on those two guys. And Grubb is a, Grubb's a rock star. You know, hindsight, you know, Washington may look back in a couple of years and go, you know what, we should, we should have probably given that guy the job because I think he's that good. I mean, he took the Washington passing offense from 73rd in 2021 to second in the nation or leading the nation in 2022, and they were second in the nation last year. And, and you can't, you know, if you're Jalen Milrow and, you know, you're Kobe Prentice and, you know, the other receivers, uh, you know, the, the guys who are coming in and, and, and you look at the way that Penix and Adunze and McMillan threw it and caught it, you know, for the Huskies, I mean, who wouldn't be excited? you know, for playing for DeBoer and playing for Grubb and Shepard and, and those guys. I think the big question mark with this staff, and, uh, and, and I don't know how much effect this had on, on, on Downs' decision, but, you know, the defensive guys they're bringing in. You know, they brought in a couple of group of five head coaches, you know, guys who are, you know, really good. I mean, you know, uh, Womack was a great defensive coordinator, you know, at Indiana before he got the opportunity to go to South Alabama. And then you look at uh, you look at Linguist and, and where he's been. The guys coach DBs all over the place, and also coach corners for the Dallas Cowboys. And you know they better. The corners had a really good year, you know, under uh, under Linguist when he was there. I think they picked off ten throws or something like that. So um, you know the, the, there's some there's some good coaches there, and you know, listen, there's. There's more than one way to do business. I mean, Saban did business very, very well, winning six national championships. But, mm-hmm. but there are other good coaches out there. And DeBoer has proven, you know, in his time at Fresno and his time at Washington, that the guy knows how to organize a staff. And he lets his coaches coach. And, and they do, and those coaches do a really, really good job. So I think if he can survive this storm, and go out there and recruit some guys, you know, and he can also recruit some five-star DBs and offensive line. You know, if he can get some guys in here to, uh, you know, to kind of buy into his system and buy into his plan, you know, uh, he, he's going to win big here. I have no doubt about that. Jeff, um, when you look at, at big picture for the Alabama program uh, with, with Kalen DeBoer, um, NIL. How important is it? Because I think you and I both know that Alabama's NIL is, is lagging behind a little bit. And when Nick Saban was a, was an NIL equalizer, as all the reasons you've laid out, people want to play for him. How important is it that Alabama get its NIL uh, up to the level that most of these schools that it's competing against are at? Well, it's the way the game is played now. And if you don't want to play the game, I mean, you're going to fall behind. And, uh, and, you know, and I think, you know, Greg Byrne has said as much that, you know, they're, they're, they're working on beefing that up and, and, you know, they've got to, uh, because that's, that's just, that's just how it is. And as much as, you know, you know, people like Davo want to kind of, you know, stomp and pitch a fit and all that stuff, uh, you know, you, you either play the game or you don't play the game and you lose recruits you know, to people who, who want to play the game better than you're playing it. So that's just part of it now. And, and I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, there's gotta be some guardrails put in, there's gotta be, you know, some, uh, some rules put into place to kind of, you know, level the playing field. But, uh, it's, uh, 
I don't like where it's going, but it's but it's but it's going where it's going at this point, and you got to get on board, or or you're not going to be competing. Jeff Auburn, uh, the the whole just really transformation after one year of the Hugh Freeze staff. Uh, Derek Nix now coming in as offensive coordinator, and I thought it was really interesting how Ole Miss worded their farewell letter to Derek Nix because uh, Freeze had already said, I'm going to call the plays, and after last year's debacle with Philip Montgomery, and you had a situation where Ole Miss put out a farewell letter. Derek Nix has been here 17 great years, but it's, it's understandable that he wants to move on to an SEC program where he can be the play caller. Well, I'm not sure that uh, that's going to be the case at Auburn, is it? Well, here we go again. You know, who, who's going to be calling plays? How long have we been going through this, Jerry? We went through it with Gus Malzahn and the many offensive coordinators that he went through. We're going through it with Hugh Freeze. I mean, eventually, it's got to get to a point where who, who's calling the plays here? You know, and and, and, and until you until you establish that, and you figure that out, uh, they're going to be struggling in mediocrity, you know, when it comes to this offense. I don't care how many great players they have. If the players don't know who's really in charge on game day and who's calling the plays, you know, you're, you're going to have the mess that you've had. So um, they got to figure that out. And, and what I've noticed, what I noticed yesterday, what, what I took from it is that, you know, a couple of Auburn guys are gone, you know, for – for whatever reason, and there's you know there's all kinds of talk out there as to why, but he's surrounding himself with people that he's comfortable with. You know, he worked with Derek at the um, at the at Ole Miss. Ken Austin, he moved over from an offensive analyst to the quarterback coach, and he worked with him at Liberty. And these are guys that you know these are guys that he's comfortable with. And and Austin is a guy that that um, you know that that Peyton's pretty excited to to be working with. So we'll see how the transition goes, but you know, it all comes back to who's running the show, man. Who's running the show on game day? We, we can't have in these fingers being pointed like week after week after week. And uh, man, I'm, if, if I'm an Auburn fan, I'm going. Are you calling the plays or not? You know, if you're not, turn the keys over to Knicks. If you are, take the keys away from him and let him coach running backs and and uh, and be the co-offensive or the offensive coordinator, if that's the title you're giving him. But, you know, we want, we don't know, we want to know who's running the show on game day, and I think the Auburn fans really want to know that answer. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, basketball, Alabama, uh, 4-0, Auburn 4-0, the only two unbeaten teams in the SEC. They'll play next um, Wednesday night in Tuscaloosa. But Alabama's got a really tough game this uh, Saturday afternoon in Knoxville against Tennessee. You think Alabama can go up there and win? I don't know. That's that's a tough ask. I mean, uh, they got to go to Thompson Bowling, and and I'm not saying Thompson Bowling is a rough arena, uh, but but I'm saying Tennessee is really really good right now, and and people are having a hard time guarding Connect. I mean, uh, he is really putting on a show. He's had a couple of 35 point plus games, and uh, and the, and the guy's just a, a really skilled, you know, offensive player and a, and a, just a great shooter. And so he's going to be a problem. He'll be a matchup problem for Alabama. The good news is, you know, Nate Oates has finally gotten through this bunch on how important defense is and how important playing defense is. And also, they found out that, you know, when Mark Sears isn't, isn't carrying the load, 
other guys can step up too. I mean, Griffin was terrific the other night. And then Estrada has been, you know, pretty solid all year. And then, uh, you know, Nelson contributed a double-digit game. I don't think Nelson has contributed as much as maybe Alabama fans thought he would. Uh, but I think he's kind of finding his role and, um, and still playing some pretty good ball. So, you know, I think Alabama's 4-0 start, while it may not be as impressive as Auburn's 4-0 start, you know, when you, when you kind of compare them side by side, I think it's still been pretty impressive as to what Nate's been able to do so far with, uh, with this team. Great stuff, Jeff, as always, man. Appreciate it. Uh, I know uh, every night you're doing the sports there at ABC 3340, but uh, Sunday nights are special with, uh, with the zone, and uh, obviously it's hot right now on the zone. Hey, Gary, thanks so much. Sunday at 1030 on ABC 3340, uh, we do that thing, and you always do a good job of helping me promote that. And I uh, hope you have a great day, man. Thanks, Jeff. You too. All right, 1046 here on the Gary Harris Show. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with the head football coach, um, the outgoing head football coach, the Tuscaloosa County High School Wildcats, Adam Weingard. We'll do that next here on the Gary Harris Show. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris, the TGIF edition of the Gary Harris Show on Friday morning at 9 a.m. Adam and me for Fox Sports. Also, Brett Pritchard with the Auburn Report, all that great music to get you ready for the weekend, and your phone call. That's Friday on the Gary Harris Show at 9 a.m. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Receiving unemployment, your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Tuscaloosa's Old Colony Golf Course is an 18-hole championship layout designed by 1976 U.S. Open champion Jerry Pate. Director of Golf John Gray and fitting specialist Bob Montgomery are PGA certified. Mike Shivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure a tee time at the Tuscaloosa Championship Golf Course. Everyone can play. 205 205- 562-3201. Old Colony is operated by Para. Already, you've got to try Tuscaloosa's unique breakfast, brunch, and lunch concept. Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa, Timerson Square. It's fresh food with a Cajun flair featuring a full bar with build-your-own Bloody Marys and mimosas. Open daily, 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. Available for after-hours events, rehearsal dinners, receptions, and birthdays. They offer brunch and lunch catering. Call Brick and Spoon at 205-345-5551 for more information. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today, the chance of some light rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 45. Tonight's low, 32. Tomorrow, clearing, breezy and colder, the high, 38. Very cold on Saturday, the sky sunny, the high at 30. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 38 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Ten fifty. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. At promise, uh, Adam Weingard, head coach at Tuscaloosa County High School for the last three seasons. Uh, leaving, it's been announced to uh, become the uh, director of 
high school relations and player personnel on Jared Parker's new staff at Foy University. Parker coming over as the head coach there after being the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. And I texted Coach earlier, and he was gracious enough to jump on with us for a few minutes. Good morning, Coach. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Good to have you. Uh, listen, I mean, um, you took that Tuscaloosa County high job three years ago. Been a lot put into the program. Facilities have been upgraded. Uh, they've worked really hard with you to uh, get this program going in the right direction, and it seems like it is. Um, yet, obviously, you, you're taking this opportunity with Troy. What went into your decision? Well, I think the, the big thing is uh, it's, it's been a lifelong goal um, of mine to do that. And, you know, I, you know, me and my wife had numerous conversations, and I've had conversations with my children and uh, different mentors. And I've had a few opportunities uh, over the past couple of years to go to the collegiate level, and I've decided not to do those for, for various reasons. Um, but uh, when we came here, our, you know, you know, there's always talk of people that will, you know, contact a coach about an opportunity and those type mm-hmm. of things. And those things happen, and you you rationalize it and talk to them and whatnot. Um, but you know, we, we were we were not going to leave this place for another high school unless it was just something that was um, had to have a lot of boxes checked. And we were committed to developing this place. And, you know, we took this job. I remember talking to you the first time. You, you basically talked to me like I was a crazy man. <laughs> 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 why, why would you take all that? So, and, uh, but, you know, it, it, we looked at it as an opportunity in, in a community and a football program that needed our help. And um, we want to get this place back in order and help this community grow and uh, get the football back to where it needs to be to continue to be successful. And we have been coming by this for a long time my in-laws live two miles from this school and and um so this this community in general i've been on my heart for a long time and um you know so when this opportunity came about at troy um it really came down to do i want to do i want to um be at the next level or or do i Mm -hmm. do i want to put myself in that position and grow at that level or do I want to grow where I continue to grow where I am? And I don't think either answer is wrong. Um, right. But, but honestly, my, my, my kids, my older children, um, they're really the ones that really kind of put me over the edge to do it. Uh, after really talking with them and they really encouraged me, uh, they're like, dad, you know, um, especially my daughter, my daughter was basically <laughs> dad. I don't, when you're 60, I don't want to hear you complain, you know, uh, you've got an opportunity and this is a great opportunity there's no reason for you not to do it. Uh, you need to go do it. And, um, and so that's really what it came down to. It came down to doing a lifelong goal and I'm excited about it, but I'm also sad because I've done high school football for 24 years and, and we've poured our heart and soul into football programs and the young kids. And, and, um, so walking away from that is not, it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. It's understandable. If you've got a lifelong goal to, uh, coach at the college level that uh, that you you know and this this is the right opportunity that you finally take that step um I, as i said um you know 12 and 18 with no playoff appearances in three years but i think anybody that follows Tuscaloosa county high can see the program is better uh, than it was when you inherited it uh not just in terms of facilities but in terms of culture uh so i i i know you feel good about leaving uh the program in better shape than what you inherited yeah, it's, it's definitely in a great spot. 
you know, I mean, I mean, to be honest, I mean, um, and we, I've had this talk with, you know, with several key people here, you know, we got here three years ago. There were a lot of things out of order um, that from an organizational standpoint, mm-hmm. from a standpoint um, was going to have to get in order for this place to improve. And it was going to be a slow process. Um, we we're going to do it the right way. We we're going to, and we weren't going to be unethical and try to go out and, you know, like a lot of, you know, and try to get players and do all that stuff. We were, we were going to do it the right way and build it from the ground up. And um, it's going to take a lot of work. And it, the program itself is at a point where I believe all of that upfront work and laying the, the concrete foundation is done. I mean, I think it's in a spot um, that it can continue to grow. And it's really at this point all about development from the middle school to the high school level. And, um, you know, I think change sometimes is good. I think, you know, anytime I have had a coach leave my staff, I've always looked at it as, even if it's one of my top coaches, well, it's an opportunity for our staff to get better now. And I think this is an opportunity for this school to continue to get better, um, to get a coach in here that's going to help take it on to the next level and help it continue to improve in what it needs at this point. Well, Coach, I appreciate you jumping on with me. We timed this out perfectly. Real quick, I'd like to get Stu McCann out there this afternoon to interview you for my television sports tonight on WUA23. Will you be around around 2.30 out at the football stadium? Yeah, I'll be here. All right, well, I'm going to send Stu out there at 2.30 to get you for the TV side of it, okay? All right, perfect. Sounds good. Thank you, Coach. All right, man, appreciate you. All right, Adam Weingard closing out the show, uh, leaving Tuscaloosa County High School for – um, Troy University, as he said, the lifelong dream to be a college uh, staffer, and he's going to get that opportunity with the Trojans. All right, I want to appreciate, uh, uh, say my appreciation for all of you listening today and for all of our great sponsors to make the show possible. Obviously, Justin back in the control room. I should be back in studio in the morning. Uh, we've got uh, Kerry Clark and uh, Wyatt Fulton coming up next at 11 a.m. Catch me on TV tonight with the local sports on WVUA 23. We'll have an Adam Weingart interview then. So for Justin Jones, I'm Gary Harris. Thanks for listening to The Gary Harris Show. Talk to you again in the morning at 9 a.m. on the TGIF edition. Thank you for listening to The Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.